0: Let's talk, man. What, are you, what have you been playing again? So
1: much Destiny! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome back to My Life in Games, episode 30... What? Big three oh, <laughs> Yeah! They told us we wouldn't make it, but we're still here doing something that we love. Can you believe it? Episode 30. Silas, when did we start this podcast?
2: Oh, God, it's been, what, two years now?
0: Yeah, it's... There's some ups and downs, but you know what? We're here. 2019 is going to be powerful for us. You yeah, lots,
2: lots, see, lots huh? going on in 2019. 2019 is the year oh, of man. change. <laughs> lots, of mm. change. Oh lots of change. And moving. Lots <laughs> of change. Yeah, well, moving part am, of, of course, change, sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am, of course, one of your hosts here on My Life in Games. Orange, Hero, Sage, or just Sage. Those other lovely voices that you're hearing are that of Silas, to my left, how's it going, Silas?
2: Oh, it it's good for the most part. Just tired and wore go. out. <laughs> there you
0: <laughs> go. There's see again the life and my life and games. That's yeah. the theme on the show. It's happening. And uh, the other gentleman here with us on my life and games, Neutron. What's going on, Jimmy? What
1: up, guys? Everything's going well. I actually was playing some Destiny right before this podcast, so I'm ready We're to talk about. <laughs> Talking about some games, man.
0: <laughs> Destiny 2, there's been some things going on with Destiny 2. I know we're going to talk a little bit about that yeah, later. Man. And then uh, and some Warframe as well. Silas has got some Warframe to discuss. Um, what have we been playing is the question. Silas, what's been going on, dude?
2: Well, as far as what I've been playing, it's been only Warframe uh, these past <laughs> couple weeks. Uh, when I have had time, to play just because of uh busyness with work and of course also i'm um, preparing to move and things which is creeping up i have actually uh, exactly about 30 days from now uh so it's like i gotta start thinking about kind of uh getting myself in gear and whatnot <laughs> so i've been trying to kind of uh balance things but yeah no it's it's been warframe uh pc warframe time the switch has not been loved much recently um but it will once uh uh Maybe maybe it'll get some maybe it'll get some attention before I move, but definitely after the move, it'll definitely get lots and lots of attention. So,
0: <laughs> um, sad switch sighs sweetly in the corner, collecting dust at the moment.
2: Yeah, temporarily. It won't. It won't. It won't stay that way. Yeah. It never does. It's just it's just temporary. Uh, but no, I have been putting in uh, plenty of time in on on Warframe. I believe Steam tells me I have uh, 376 hours on it right now, something like that. Dear God. Thereabouts. Um, <clears throat> wow. So yeah, I've definitely been putting a lot of time in. Uh, don't forget though that like the first hundred or so hours actually came from the first time I, well, second time I played it because first time was PS4, second time was PC, and then uh, PC again. Although this time I'm definitely sticking with it um, a lot more, uh, <laughs> getting further into it and learning the things, doing the stuff, and having fun doing it. I've actually completed all of the current base storyline. Not oh, really? all the extra side stuff, but just the, the, the main base core storyline. I finally finished that part.
1: <laughs> so, so 200 hours for just the main base game. Is that what you're saying? That is that is ridiculous. Um, I probably could <laughs> have finished it a worth. little bit
2: sooner, but um, I did get sidetracked with collecting new frames and doing other stuff, which I'm actually starting to... I uh, have a backlog of frames I need to level again. I think I've got three or four um, that I haven't touched. <laughs> um, there's a couple of frames that I've been using quite regularly um, that I've been having a lot of fun with. I've been, of course, uh, Rhino Prime that I have now replaced my regular Rhino with Rhino Prime. And it's probably the sexiest frame that I have at the moment uh, on stream. When I switch to that one, everyone everyone loves that frame. <laughs> he's, he's a sexy beast. And I wreck things with him. Um, but I've also been scrapper. having I've also been having fun um, <laughs> with nitus nitus is pretty pretty beasty I'm still working on that build um, but I've been having a lot of fun with him uh, survival missions are no longer a problem for me with that frame <laughs> uh, I, he's a lot of fun um, I also recently got necros but there's a few things I need to uh, I need to get there's some mods i need to try to hunt down so i can build them up more but i'm not working on that right now i'm trying to focus only on certain things right now um so i'm trying to build up specific things i'm gonna we'll go back and, and work on some of these uh, other things and have more fun with that uh because there's still missions i haven't done yet there's of course uh, side stories i haven't completed yet that i can go do uh stuff like that so there's still plenty of things for me to do. In fact, there's a whole area I'm completely avoiding right now because I don't feel like starting that uh, set of grindy stuff until I'm done with other grindy <laughs> stuff. I'm just like, I'm not going to touch it right now because I'm going to get too involved. And then I'm going to forget about the stuff I'm working on. Then I'm going to have to go back to it. So, you know.
0: <laughs> it's nice when a game is content rich and you've you've always got something to do and multiple things that you can work towards and achieve. Speaking of great end games, hmm. What's going on with uh, What's going on with Jimmy? You still on the Destiny Two grind, and there's lots of stuff going on with Destiny. So, let's let's
1: talk, man. What do you What have you been playing again? So much Destiny. So we just had <laughs> we just had the um, the Valentine the the Jimmy's birthday event on Destiny Two. Um, That's it, Yeah. So I ended up getting all the cool stuff from it. I got a you know um, a maxed out uh, bow. It's pretty good been using that a lot um, but now uh, today I was actually grinding out with uh, with some of the guys on um, doing some of the raids um, sadly I wasn't able to finish to get to the last stage but uh, we'll get to that later but no uh, I'm excited for what's coming up a uh, few things uh, this season is ending on uh, March 4th March 5th is when season of the drifter starts so it's gonna be gambit centric themed so that's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of changes, quality of ch- quality of life changes to Gambit. Um, in preparation for that, next week it's going to be triple uh, triple infamy. So you get uh, times three points, whatever on Gambit. So if you're trying to get stuff out of Gambit, triumphs or anything, it's probably a good good time to do it and Jimmy's going to have a
0: lot more Destiny 2 news for us as well. That's a nice little smattering of content coming up that might draw me back away from Diablo Season 16 or Retro <laughs> <laughs> Exodus. Oh. That's going to be tough. Gentlemen, I you know, Silas, you've been trying to get me to play Warframe for a little bit and and I love Warframe and I love looter shooters. And That's my my Achilles heel is that I've got too many looter shooters going on, including Destiny 2, including Warframe, including The Division. And uh, then I just got distracted by this shiny thing called Metro Exodus, which turns out to be... I just completed it, and it turns out to be one of my all-time favorite games. It made the top 10 list. And when I have more time... When I have more time to really dig deep into a meaningful review, I'm going to. Metro Exodus has been what the KOTOR bioware story hungry angsty teen in me has been wanting it just takes me back to the good old days of storytelling and gaming petro exodus has been primarily my game <laughs> i'm just saying right now i'm sorry but i do need to spend some time in the other games uh, we've got this other thing coming up really soon it's a mathematical Ooh. thing of some sort times two it's a Division 2. Uh, yeah, there's some stuff going on with Division 2 I'm pretty excited about. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's been Metro Exodus. Sorry. It's really good. I think you guys would really enjoy it if you go and check it out. Just saying.
1: I have no experience with that universe. Uh, I, I know one of my roommates uh, was a big fan of the previous title, so I, I got to sit down and just watch them. But I mean, they... If, if you got a niche for um, post-apocalyptic in Russia, right? Is that that's where it takes place, Russia?
0: Yeah, it's in Russia. Mm-hmm. You start off in Moscow. Um, I wasn't sure. I've actually never done anything with Metro Exodus or the Metro series. So this is my first time getting into it. And I, quite frankly, was skeptical. I really was. But uh, I was one of my moderators. Shout out to Evil Kitty.
1: I was like, you got to check this
0: out, Say She's like, I know you. You you need to play this game. Uh, and she was 100% right. You listen to Evil Kitty or you get the wakey stick. <laughs> yep. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: love you, Evil Kitty. Um, so that's kind of what we've been up to lately. Uh, right now, we're going to get into news bites. Or actually, just two news bites. Hmm. Jump. Not as many as usual. Uh, Because we're going to talk about a particular game that it just so happens none of us are are playing. I got to play the (laughs) demo of this. But um, I've been following it very closely because I have high hopes for this game called Anthem, which is influenced by one of my all-time favorite developers, BioWare. Um, However... Anthem has been drawing some ire from casuals and hardcore looter shooter fans alike while also maintaining a core group who are enthralled by the universe Bioware created, not to mention those sweet visuals, but the question is, is it enough? And thus far, for me, it, it hasn't quite been enough. PC gamers Steven Messner released a review yesterday which echoed a bit of my own perspective. Um... That's the problem with Anthem. It coasts entirely on the momentum of its stunning first impression. Once the new game smell began to fade, I started to see Anthem as a derivative, buggy, and at times exasperatingly soulless world that fails to weave BioWare's unique storytelling with a co-op RPG shooter. Now, somebody who's just been playing Metro Exodus, those things are really, really important to me, and I I realize how much I enjoy a story-driven story driven Uh, game and it's funny how much Metro Exodus reminded me of Knights of the Old Republic but way better reminds me of Bioshock but way better anyway the question is should you purchase Anthem are you on the fence right now well let's talk to our guys here first Silas time aside the life and my life in games but the life part aside what is it that's not drawn you to anthem and what is it that um, that keeps you from maybe taking that game a bit more seriously and taking the dive?
2: Um, I guess for me right now um, I feel in particularly since uh, you know a lot of stuff right now is you know the MMO RPG feel style uh, type games looter shooter whatever um, I'm pretty much getting all of my you know MMO, rpg looter shooter fucking crack from warframe <laughs> you know i'm getting my good feels from that so um for something else to pull me in uh whether it would be division or anthem but definitely an anthems case um you know it needs to show me something that i'm not already getting from another game that's gonna pull me in that's gonna catch my interest something unique that it's gonna make me want to play it and Keep my attention for a while. Um, I don't jump games quite as much as I used to. I mean, yes, yeah, sometimes there's the smaller games I'll play or whatever. But I've been having more of a tendency to stick with games that are longer. I've always been into more longer games. We know that brothers not play RPGs and stuff. Um, I don't just generally do like an eight hour and then leave it. Um, so I want something that I can get involved in uh, that I feel that it's going to pull me in and whatnot. And so far, I haven't seen enough from Anthem that it's going to. It might be a good game. It's not that. It's not a knock on the game itself. Um, but from what I've seen for me personally, it's just not pulling me in, in that way. It's like, Hmm, it drops in price. It goes on sale later. Uh, you know, if there's some, I get to know some people that are playing it and they're like, Hey, yeah, it's pretty cool. You should come join me. You know, whatever. Okay. Price drop happens. I'll pick it up. I'll check it out. Maybe then I will get drawn in at that time. But right now as it stands, there's nothing that's grabbing me, especially when we have division two right around the corner. Um, you know, in excluding the moving stuff and everything else, the next game that I probably will purchase will be um, Division Two. Outside of maybe that Steam sale happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's it's interesting because uh, uh, Warframe is a visually impressive game. It's a beautiful game, not unlike Destiny Two, another game visually impressive, beautiful the way magic works, and I know it's not magic and Destiny, but it's space magic. Warframe and Destiny 2 both have space magic, and it's, it's very beautiful. Um, but is that enough for you, Jimmy? What has kept you from making the plunge into Anthem?
1: The Right now, from what I've been uh, listening to and paying attention on that community and for, from other streamers, is uh, the lack of endgame. Um, but some people got early access, and they basically went through the story, and now they're just chasing that that end game. But there's no, there's no like carrot on a stick type feel where you're chasing something. And um, sadly, the developers haven't shown. I, I'm guessing that'll happen after a week or two. They'll, they'll show more of the end game that they have uh, people can chase. But that's what's that's what's missing. Right now, Destiny Two, I I, I can do all these raids. I can. I like collecting all these different items. Um, there's stuff that I can check off the box. I don't know if Anthem has that yet. It's not just yeah, stuff that you, can, fair.
2: that you can check off the box. It's stuff you want to check off the box. Because it's not just about having a lot of stuff. It's stuff you are enticed to go get for whatever reason. It's unique or whatever. So you want to go get it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. The... The amount of conversation that um, Anthem is bringing up, for instance, um, there's one tweet that, hey, I'm playing Anthem, and I'm actually really enjoying it, and I know that's an unpopular opinion, and um, 450 likes, I don't know, over a couple of hours, so you look at a tweet like that, and you see that there's a lot of people out there that are actually enjoying it, and there's been a lot of positive information, you know, positive opinions about Anthem up to this point um but equally bad opinions and people that are frustrated either with the end game or there's some bugs still and whatever you'll find a smattering of different viewpoints depending on where you look i've been researching these opinions from twitter actually for a little bit now as well as reading review after review to understand better the core group of fans and to illustrate my findings, I'll go no further than the Division I's experience, uh, RPG light to the core, and um, which is actually really good, by the way. I, I explain that in a, l- a little bit more. Hold on. Uh, Division One had an influx of gamers that were unfamiliar with traditional RPGs, so they found, uh, for instance, the stat systems and stat rolling on gear to be a bit intimidating. But once they got used to it and understood it, they really, really enjoyed that rpg light experience. Anthem has pulled in hardcore looter shooter and RPG fans without question, but I see many more gamers who enjoy Anthem's what I will call, quote, ultra light unquote, RPG feels. For instance, hardcore players want a main stat page so they know what they're grinding for, and usually it's that extra 1%. Anthem doesn't have that right now. Gamers new to the genre don't seem to be as bothered by the extra 1% or the absence of advanced RPG features such as a main stat page. Um, It could be that this simplified approach will serve as a stepping stone into a more advanced Anthem in the future, or at the very least, advanced RPGs, you know. Um, My final thought on Anthem is if you're on the fence, should you pick it up? If you aren't familiar with looter shooters or RPG mechanics in general, maybe this isn't the type of game that you've normally played. Um, but you do like what you're seeing. You're at an advantage. Anthem is tons of fun, and perhaps its simplistic approach is underappreciated. If, however, you're very familiar with RPGs and looter shooter mechanics, and you usually live at endgame, do your research before you drop the sixty bucks, because uh, more than likely you're gonna you're gonna whiz right through. Uh, all of that content and be wondering what you're going to play until the next DLC drop. Um, but it's interesting, as we mentioned earlier from PC Gamer Stephen Messner, he brought his whole review into focus by saying this, Anthem's disjointed story, boring loot, repetitive missions, and shallow end game are all disappointing. At least it's pretty. Now his review is fair to his perspective although we can agree that it is very visually stimulating it seems to be lacking josh or a soul some fire in the belly and i think that'll improve with consequent dlcs and further fixes so that's kind of my bottom line on anthem if you're not really familiar with rpgs or looter shooters um, and games like Destiny 2, Warframe, or Division, Division 2, have intimidated you in the past. This is kind of an ultra-light RPG, and this may get you um, be suffice as a stepping stone to understand some of the more advanced mechanics in more in-depth RPGs. So, yeah, don't judge it too harshly, but do your research. Anthem could very well still be promising.
2: I fully agree with you there, Sage, and I think uh anthem does have uh potential but again it's, it's a wait and see um i think maybe down the road once they get more things added as you said with dlc's and things like that um and where it's got more more of that meaty content and they figure out which direction they're really trying to go with this game because i think on release with a lot of games it's been like that even even destiny destiny 1 and destiny 2 are quite different animals and they've changed a lot and they learned um from what they did uh, just like I'm sure Division 2, at least from what we've seen from the betas and stuff like that, is uh, different from Division 1 in a lot of good ways. Um, so with this being a new IP and stuff, it's just going to take them some time to adjust. So my hope is that they'll they'll learn and, they'll, and that it won't just fizzle out because that would be really, really sad because it does have a lot of potential. It could be a really, really interesting universe. It's just there's not enough there yet for some of us that are a bit more, I don't want to say hardcore, but we need a little bit more from our game than, as you said, like a more of an ultralight uh your, your wording yeah. was, was really good I, th- I think you had a a, a perfect uh description
0: no oh, thank you appreciate that it don't write anthem off yet folks is what i'm saying don't write it off yet let's give it some time and as somebody who has no room to talk? Division One had its fair share of issues, it and did. let's not forget, so did Destiny, yep. and so did Warframe. Yeah, looter shooters have issues. They do. These are very, very complicated systems, folks. Very complicated. There, it's not flip a switch and make changes. Um, and uh, you only know the extent of the changes that need to be made when you put that system under real pressure. Yep. And so they're under that pressure right now. It's what's going to dictate the success is how they react to it and how quickly they fix these issues. And uh, I have
1: hope. Yeah, And so far they're doing really good. I mean, they, they released a a day zero patch mm-hmm. for those that were playing early on. I mean, they were quick on fixing. One of the biggest issues was load, load screens. Um, I don't know how, how, how great the fix was. I haven't really heard or seen any complaints so far, but so far, they're doing a good job at reacting, listening to the community, and getting fixes out quickly. Very, Being very vocal on See, Twitter. That's, so, yes, that's that a very is a good thing. thing. Now,
2: listening uh, to your community feedback and responding to it, whether the community likes your response, but at least communicating what you're doing and, and responding to it and you know, following through with it is, is are very, very good things on their part. And if they stick with that, um, the game should shape up, hopefully.
0: All all their eggs are in this basket. Well, unless you count Apex Legends, but that's another EA story. Um, but all their <laughs> eggs are in this Anthem basket, and hopefully they can weave some of the uh, holes shut in the bottom. We're going to move over to Silas, who's going to give us a bit more of a Warframe update. Silas, what's going on all with right. the Tenno? Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Um, of course, uh, the last time I did my brief little thing about the, uh, the whole uh, dev stream that happened... Um, I think I might've missed some of the material in there. And uh, of course, uh, some other stuff that they talked about in that div stream didn't quite happen right away. Like, um, PC was supposed to get the melee 2.9, whatever. They just kind of gave it, it's, it's a joke, you know, in uh, thing. It's not quite the melee 3.0, but it's one of the steps to melee 3.0. Cause they're releasing it in sections. Um, we were supposed to get that, but, um, they actually kind of held that off a little bit. Um, uh, we should be getting it real, real soon though. Um, because I guess there's a few more things that need to be tweaked, whatever the case may be. Uh, but this is good. At least they realized that, hey, this isn't quite ready. It's, there's just not, there's too many bugs or whatever. So they decided, hey, we're going to let you guys know. We, we need a little bit more time to, to work on this before we release it to you guys, because, you know, we want it to be as best as it can be before you guys get your hands it. And, of course, I'm sure we're going to find ways to break that shit. <laughs> um, but we're also going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, um, you know, that full Melee 3.0 is going to be awesome. Uh, what they did show of the 2.9, um, I'm really excited for that, uh, no more separate melee mode from the guns where you have to hold down, uh, whether you're using, uh, a, a controller or, or a keyboard, um, the key bind where you got to hold the key down to switch and there's that time delay in between, uh, where you can just instantly switch between stuff more like, uh. Devil May Cry, so in this case, maybe Devil May Warframe. <laughs> um, you can instantly switch between stuff or maybe like uh, Bayonetta, you know, that, that those kinds of super fast action. I think it fits well with Warframe. Um, and I think, you know, being that it is now 2019, this game has been around s- about to be six years soon uh, in total um, since its initial first live release, which is uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, I think that in, in, in and of itself says a lot about uh, how much they've put into this um but i'm excited for it just because it's it's there's a lot that it's going to bring to it that's going to um kind of help uh i don't want to say refresh but it's going to add some more life into things not that the game isn't already lively but uh it's going to make the combat feel better i think uh at least from what they showed the way you could uh chain different combos between uh you know your guns and your melee weapons and your and your uh, secondary weapons—I thought was pretty freaking badass. Uh, people are going to do mm-hmm. some crazy shit. We're going to see people making some new videos of crazy mm-hmm. stuff that they pulled off uh, using the new system. I think it's it, and it's just it's just going to be it's going to be more fun. It's going to be a lot more fun. Way, ways to have so much more fun. Um, especially I can I can see it now with with some of the the weapons. It'll it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of good fun. Um, one of the other things, and I don't think I talked about this last time, was the fact that they are dropping direct. Old DirectX 9 support, which it's about damn time. Uh, that's a lot of extra code they can clean out. Um, I think they're using 11, or maybe they might be jumping up to 12. I don't know if they said officially, so don't quote me. But I know that they are definitely. did. Uh, they are dropping uh, DirectX 9 support, um, and of course, they're also doing a. Uh, as they slowly do, um, they're going to be refreshing one of the planets as far as the graphics and stuff goes. Uh, they're doing the the Gas City thing. Uh, I think it's was a it, Jupiter, Uranus, whatever. Any case, um, they were showing some of it off, and it's actually not really going to bump your PC's uh, minimum requirements for what they're doing, really, uh, because they're not going to be you know, having to worry about the DirectX 9 support and everything that helps inflate all the code and everything. Uh, so from a coding perspective, I'm sure for a lot of people, it's you know, on their end, is probably great. They're like, hey, we probably don't have to deal with this trash no more. Um, but it also means cleanup <laughs> as well uh, for them dropping. I actually looked in the launcher uh recently after they had that stream and uh you there isn't even a box for DirectX x that anymore it's just 10 and 11 um so i think that's good uh you know they're keeping on top of things as you know technology progresses they're moving with it which is is good for any game to survive you know um so that's definitely a good positive positive. and the fact that they're able to improve it's already a pretty ass game but they're going to make it even prettier without needing any more strain you can still run the game on a freaking potato of a computer it'll still look halfway decent Mm. I mean, if the damn thing runs on the Switch, it looks pretty good. And the Switch isn't exactly the most powerful thing. It's basically equivalent to a freaking tablet.
0: (laughs) Now, were were any of these (laughs) community-driven changes, was there an outcry for the Melee change or for the DirectX change? The
2: the Melee stuff, the Melee has been something, um, there's been varying opinions on what should change. But from what I've looked into um, it a little bit, I mean, I haven't been on the forums a whole lot since I came back, but some... Um, It's definitely been something that's been talked about a lot and people have been waiting for, and it's definitely something that I feel the community put some input on. At least they've listened to, in that regard. Uh, these changes need to happen, um, and it's good.
0: Well, we see and really um, at a public open test server kind of happen before they implement these changes uh, live, not necessarily no, DirectX, uh, P- but the P- Melee one. The
2: Melee, uh, the DirectX is happening already behind the scenes, and the uh, the Melee one is basically PC is, is the test guinea pig, and then eventually it'll roll out gotcha. to consoles. Gotcha. <laughs> so they're going to fine-tune it live. Uh,
0: they're they're going to fine-tune it further before they release it, get comfortable, and then they're going to let PC test it out live. Basically,
2: yep. And then we're gonna send, and then we're gonna send bug reports and complain and whine yeah. when stuff breaks. Mm. And they're gonna fix that stuff. And then it'll roll out to console. And of course, once it hits console, it'll be a little bit smoother. So even though console's behind, there is that benefit because uh, everyone who's playing on PC is kind of the guinea pigs for all the new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of console, um, Switch is actually getting caught up to the other consoles really, really fast. Um, Switch is now gonna have the um, uh, profit taker the second part of that is coming to switch shortly in fact that was on one of the streams recently it might have been on the primetime one that was uh the other night i think um rub ford said anyway aka space mom <laughs> 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 um yeah the one uh community manager uh was talking about it but yeah it's it's going to be hitting soon so that's that's pretty awesome for those playing on switch i've actually fiddled with it on switch but not much although i might down the road because um once i get moved and get things uh better set up it might be one of the things even though i have to keep a separate account right now um i still might play it like i'm breaking stuff over just to get a little bit of warframe feels on if i'm not playing something else that is although i need to go back and play zelda
0: no <laughs> yeah, so those um, those of you have been looking forward to some of this uh warframe update sounds like it's going to be substantial enough to
2: yeah
0: yeah to really turn some heads
2: yeah. The switch one is getting a crap ton of updates. Um, and that's where I think too, where the behind the scenes with the direct dropping direct X nine and going with just, you know, 10 and 11 and whatnot. I don't know how that's going to affect switch, but I'm sure that probably plays some part of it and maybe some optimizations there. I'm hoping to see where they can run things better and whatnot. Um, as they work on getting everything all up to date and dropping anything that's still reliant on the old code. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that, how that pans out. And of course, um, other new stuff outside of code, the melee, is, of course, all the other um, new content coming uh, that everyone's looking for, uh, Railjack, and uh, the new war is pretty, pretty big. We're going to get our own customizable big ships to go blow shit up in.
0: Oh, cool. Nice.
2: More stuff we can spend money on that we don't have. Cool. (laughs) More reasons to grind and farm. Thank you. So, do we do we Um. have any
0: inkling as to what kind of upgrades to the ship we're talking about? Because I'll be honest, like the ships have needed some love for a while.
2: Oh, it's not just that. It's it's uh, like a whole new like uh, clan ship. I don't know. There's there's like a whole like big thing that they're doing. Like a bigger ship than than the one that you're flying around. Now you're gonna have like a whole customizable set of stuff i guess Uh, maybe i'm understanding it a little wrong but it's somewhere in that art so basically it's gonna be like a whole new set of stuff for you to uh deal with Uh, a couple new factions are coming not that there isn't already enough but hey let's have some more um they're they're definitely going on like the bigger scale i'm hoping although they haven't announced anything um they did bring up uh where don't uh don't stop using your Arkwing because a lot of people are crying out for some Arcwing uh, like redo, which it does need a rework. But that's on their roadmap. A lot of things are getting reworked this year. They've got a lot of stuff on their roadmap, but just some of it's not real super specific. Uh, Arcwing, I like, um, but it definitely does need a need some work. Um, and I think that's part of maybe their whole plan for this. But anyway, big space battles. I'm down with that. I mean, who like doesn't want to. Yeah. you could be you could be in your framework being big ship you know big space battles and blow shit up that sounds i'll have fun with that you know uh but i know that they the way that they talked about it it seems like uh arcwing is going to play kind of a larger part so i would think that there's going to get some rework in there somewhere but i don't know they haven't really said specifically when certain things are going to release or um yep so they've just been keeping us updated so i'm gonna hopefully we'll have another dev stream before the next cast and maybe we'll get some more info that i can uh talk about there
0: there we go it's it's game life is enjoying the trickle of information before you actually get the facts uh it's it's a lot of tapping your foot and looking at the clock waiting for the devs to decide when to tell you what's up we content <laughs> yeah, creators but
2: at least these these devs show a lot though they stream a lot um they yeah. have a weekly stream for ps4 uh they got one for xbox for switch and then of course uh uh, they've got one just as like a general like update thing which is the prime time one on thursdays and then uh, you know they have the dev they have an actual dev stream like every couple of weeks too where they talk about updates or changes or whatever so, yeah there's always something there they're, they're, they've they gotten very good at communicating with the community and taking feedback and stuff It's one thing i can say they've they've gotten really good at, at doing all that They
0: good job and it feels like developers as a whole we had a uh, episode of My Life in Games some time ago, and we were we were talking quite yep. often about developers and their need to be in touch with the community, and uh, and what the role of a community manager is, uh, is still continuing to be defined and redefined, and uh, it's nice to see though that we're reaching this level of uniformity between the different game development companies, um. For instance, uh, during the Division 2 private beta, um, Division 2 did 24-hour streams for the entire beta. They never went offline. They had groups of devs come in, and as soon as it was their time was up, they had two more devs coming in and going through the content again, and they were answering questions throughout that entire stream. They had somebody right off stream to, that was constantly reading chat and answering questions um, that maybe the streamers themselves couldn't get to because they're too busy, you know, doing rogue things. Um, <laughs> Destiny 2, or you look at Bethesda, Bethesda streams uh, and what they're doing for ESO and they go through the update and they yep. make it a big production. I think that's really cool, really utilizing Twitch to um, connect with your community and from the perspective of also fixing your game. And that's... Re- <laughs> that's really cool it's a what a great place to um gather feedback
2: and uh, i agree with you fully there and i also think really um being now that again 2019 people um i think this is kind of a, of a necessity anymore devs need to be able to reach out and stream and do that kind of stuff uh, the ones that don't probably won't thrive as much as far as anything that's like online multiplayer that's getting updated all the time uh, Pretty much anybody whose game is lasting, this is kind of the—I don't want to say cycle, but not sure the right word. I'm looking for, but anyway, it's kind of the the pattern that they that they're needing to follow. And it's, I think, um, you know, uh, the division community and Warframe and and uh, those games are kind of the ones that kind of help lead the way. There might be some other ones, but I know that they were the earlier ones to start doing that kind of content. And now it seems like some other uh, developers are catching on with it.
0: Uh Jimmy, how about
1: you and the Destiny 2 community? I mean, uh the guys at Bungie, they're there's they're very open. I mean, every week there's the uh TWAB updates. They'll share what's coming up the next week if there's any special events. Um they're also pretty active on subreddits. Uh, you know, on the Destiny uh the game subreddit. Um they ask for players feedback. Uh they're every week they have um uh, I don't know if you do it every week now, but there's like a bounty where a few players like in the community if you defeat them like in crucible, you're able to get some kind of special emblem you know small things like that um, yeah so and they they even have if you if you create if you're a content creator, you do any like drawings, art or videos and you submit that to uh, Bungie's forums and um, you're able to get a special little emblem saying that you're a content creator type deal. There's, there's, a lot That's of, really there's, cool. there's a lot of cool little things that you can do that not a lot of people know about.
0: Our feedback to developers and being more involved with what the community is saying is sticking, folks. It's sticking. That's a really big deal. We need to celebrate that more often. But Hey, I could go on and on about it. What we really <laughs> want to hear about is Destiny 2 news with Jimmy. Take it away, Neutron.
1: Oh, man. So I already mentioned uh, that there's some uh, quality of life changes. We're having a new season of the Drifter. So that might mean that we're getting uh, new weapons to chase. So each season, there's there's been, um, uh, for example, for this last season, uh, we had a, uh, a pinnacle weapon that you can obtain through a lot of gambit matches, a pinnacle weapon through crucible, a pinnacle weapon through um, strikes. So, um, if you follow that pattern, that might mean we're getting more weapons to mess around with and chase in this next season. Um, there's a lot of quality of life updates to Gambit. Um, Gambit's been the same since it was launched. So now they're actually a few of the things that they're doing. Um, if you're familiar with it, it's, it's the best, best, uh, of, um, first to two wins to get a win in Gambit. So, now, if you get to the third round, it's a uh, sudden death. So a primeval appears and everyone's now rushed to take this primeval down. So one of the things they will do is it'll change the the, uh, the pace of the game and matches won't feel as long. Right now it feels like you're they take forever if you get to three rounds. Mm-hmm. Um so that's a good that's a good change for me. Um they're also changing the uh, invader spawn locations because I think they were set to I don't know three or f- three to five different spots. Now it's going to be a little bit more random. So now you, the players it felt that are, a little static. It, it felt a little static. So now players won't uh, know where to anticipate the invader coming from. So it's it was typically just three spots. Yeah. So that's good. Um, they're also they're actually changing the uh, blocker type, So if if you pick up all these uh moats and put them and bank them in. So if you get five, 10 or 15, well now they're actually changing the enemies that spawn. And, and I think the health, how much health they have. So it, it, it should change cool. the strategy quite a bit for gambit. And one thing that's coming down the line, I think in this next, they haven't shown it, but in the roadmap that they've shown earlier or last year, uh private gambit matches are coming. Oh, so, so make it easier to do tournaments with friends or whatever. Um. so that's big and a lot of people love Gambit it's so much fun a- being able to combine PVE and PVP in one mode
0: big clans are going to really enjoy that pitting clan member against clan member and doing private matches I can see that being a thing and now I would love to see or I'd love to hear you say next that they're also adding in like clan leaderboards for these private matches and achievements and a whole other subset of stuff. Please tell me you're going to say that.
1: I don't know about the leaderboards, but uh, every season they add more triumphs. So your stuff you can chase for each of these different uh, activities. Um, they've done it every season. I mean, they, they even before we, we've had Iron Banner in each season, but uh, there was no triumphs. Well, they keep adding them. So now you, you can go chase stuff. If if you're that type of you know gamer that's collectionist, you just want everything, so there there's gonna be that for you. Um, and in order to get everyone ready, next week is uh, they're doing the triple infamy, so you get three times as many points for playing Gambit. If you're there's one of the titles that uh, you can work on, because if you notice, some of the players have like this little purple title underneath their name. Yeah, that means that person did a hell of a lot to get to that point because some of those activities are not easy they're not for the uh casuals
0: i think that the most common one i see is dredging.
1: yep i think that one yeah. is uh from gambit exploration uh I th- oh it's gambit i okay. think that one's from gambit um but yeah there's there's more coming there's some additional sandbox updates i mentioned in the last podcast there were some changes to supers uh i was happy on some of them sage was uh very upset on some of them so because they- took down his, uh, <laughs> his warlock's uh, ability to kick ass. <laughs> and, I ha- uh, and
0: I haven't played since, and I feel bad about that. I need to get in there and just test it instead of being
1: upset. Yeah. I'm just sad. So they're doing a few little more changes. Uh, they're changing the linear, uh, linear fusion rifles. Um, if you've noticed in Gambit that um, the sleeper and the uh, queen break are very common in that game mode. Um, 2 OP, um, so they're actually going to reduce the aim assist you get from those weapons in general, um, but they are adding 10% damage increase in the PvE mode of it, so it's not... they're not making them useless, there's just... you're going to get elixir of power if you can get the shot. Hmm. Okay. Um, Seems fair. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Shotguns. A... Um, they're getting some changes as well. One of the more common arch types for shotguns are the uh, ones with full auto or, you know, rate of fire is just ridiculous. Well, they're actually going to uh, reduce rate of fire across the board, but they're going to increase, they're going to double the damage of each shot.
0: Accuracy is key with this now. Yes. Yeah i, I kind of dig that especially for sh- again shotgun slide i know that that's in there i i but i mean i don't know it, it's a it's a heavy sigh for me shotgun slide like it, this hopefully will address some of that because there's let's face it kind of the aim assist on that and you're coming out of the slide is pretty I mean, come on! No. I'm using a controller and play on PC, and and can do pretty well with it. That's why I think it needs some, <laughs> it needs some further adjusting.
1: Okay. So they're they're trying to push you know the different arch types of weapons and shoties. There's you know there's a light there's a light one. There's a slug shotgun. So, um, they've noticed that the majority of the community is just goes with a uh, full auto shoddy and call it a day. Any other news with Destiny Two? Um, one that I'm kind of Not a little sad, but it's probably uh, warranted. This week, I got not just one, but two One-Eyed masks to drop on my Titan, which currently has a ridiculously perk, right? If you are being shot at by an enemy, it marks that enemy. And if you kill that enemy, it can immediately recover your health and your shield. Whoa. So I actually had a match when I went 27 and seventy seven kills. It, it was ridiculous. I went in and did like a 1v5. That's how good that stupid perk is. And I'm not the best. So that gives that gives
0: solo players in in non-premade groups a real advantage.
1: It does. So <laughs> if they met, know how to use it, imagine if a full squad just goes in with it. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! It's gonna be division nomad builds again. All so, over.
1: so they're changing uh, that. They're actually they're so the the ti- there's a timer when you get shot at it and it's marked. You get uh, what's called a, a timer for vengeance. So, if it's uh, I think it's being halved. It was 15 seconds now it's being eight. There uh, instead of getting immediately a generation of your shield and your health, it's over time. So you actually have to go get cover if you're if you got a kill so it's not immediate so that's a good thing um and the other thing is that it was also triggering while you had super on so imagine having these overpowered super already give it another multiplier because of this perk going at you know mm. insane hammers everywhere so they're they're gonna remove that you can no longer trigger it with your super so well,
0: and the, the PV peers rejoice, yeah. maybe some of them. It'll if, be good. If they're on the same side of the, the same side of the offense as I am with my warlock
1: changes they're probably not too happy right now,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, I, I mean, you guys I've told, but before, it's fair and consistent, right? We yeah, need it's that. Fair. We need it. it and I've, I mean, my main is Hunter, right? I've played Hunter for a while, for a good while. Now I'm working on my Titan yeah. and I mean, changing to these different types of, uh, of builds it, it. Feels refreshing in this type of game because now you're you can now as a titan I'm getting up close and just punching the hell out of these folks because you can do that you're you're you know you're stockier you can as a hunter I have to run away and you know duck and dive and you know mm. do all that kind of nonsense so it it's very good to have these different types and hopefully that that we get that same feel once we get to you know division two. Mm, the it, division two, Desti- destiny two has got a lot of
0: great changes coming up overall, and I'm really, really curious what this is, what this is going to build into for them. You know, they're starting with, in a way, a clean slate. You know, they can make the decisions and they can make the calls based on what they want to do, and uh, I think it's only the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, no little Chicago (laughs) reference. Okay. All right. On to some other news that um, I didn't think that this was news bite worthy because this is just such a classic game. I'm I know that Silas and I played it and I'm just making the biggest assumption in the world that Jimmy at one time may have played it at least once. Age of Empires. Age of Empires. Not a remaster. A new one. Age of Empires 4 is under development by Relic, the creators of Company Heroes, and it's coming to PC in the future. And here's a few of those details if you're a AoE fan like I am. Release date is 2019 or later. Um, Mikolai Stronsky, don't recognize that name, that's okay, but you probably played a game in which you heard some of his music. Witcher 3, composer. Nikolai Stronsky will be dropping those sweet tunes on Age of Empires 4. And if you played Witcher 3, you know that that music was the bomb. So good. And if that wasn't exciting enough to all of you AOE fans, apparently we have Bill Gates to thank for Age of Empires 4. What? what? Well, in a way. In a way. Yeah. During a Reddit AMA in March 2016, user LEClick asks mr gates can we please have another age of empires not sure if this is your department (laughs) but i figured i'd ask you since you were here and guess what bill gates actually responded and he stated i will look into this how many empires do you need And voila, 2019 uh, and potentially 2020 release um, as of right now for Age of Empires 4. And I'm really looking forward to that. I miss the old building god games. They were so good. And it'd be nice to kind of relive a bit of that. Age of Empires 3 was a fantastic game. As a matter of fact, I still have my collector's edition hanging around here in a box somewhere. It was was really good. Age of Empires 4 you guys looking forward to another strategy game like going back to some of the early gaming roots or is this a pass for you
2: something i'll keep an eye on i'll be honest um i'm intrigued uh you know uh those That's types fair. of games were uh were fun granted took a lot of time but um you know sometimes you need that kind of pay attention yet chill and i'm not sure how if there's any better way to describe that, but that's how I'm describing it. <laughs> there you go.
1: I'll be honest. I have no experience with Age of Empires. And you don't have a spot on this cast anymore. Bye, Jimmy. No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> there's the door.
0: Uh, can't wait to see what they do with it. Of course, there have been some uh, some reprisals with some HD graphics, and I did actually buy the, the re-release of Age of Empires, and it looked good, but... Uh, You'd left you craving, you know, oh, that's the new touched up graphics are nice, but I want something a little bit more. So we'll see how that goes. And I will certainly keep all of you in the know with what's going on with Asian vs. 4. And last but certainly not least, the Division 2 endgame details released from Ubisoft and IGN got some exclusive info. Might get excited about this because we're all going to be playing the Division 2 here coming up. Hell yeah. Specialization unlock details released released uh, by IGN. Uh, you're going to get a unique weapon of your choice at the end game. So this made me wonder, because you can switch between your end game special weapons if um, there's going to really be any need other than you just want to, to have multiple characters. And this is where I open it up to the rest of my life in games. Multiple tunes and looter shooters... Destiny 2, of course, Jimmy, you have a bit of experience with that. Um, how important is it for you to have incentive for multiple tunes? And would you have them if you
1: could just have one character that would switch specializations? So, with my experience with Destiny 2, I would not mind just being able to switch between the specializations is, man oh man, it takes so much work. It's like a second job grinding your second or third Hmm. Silas.
2: See, I've gotten used to Warframe when I need a different specialization. I just switch to my other frame that's got the abilities I need. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need multiple twos. I just need more damn frames. Give me the whole collection. I'm, I'm like OCD with my Warframes. Eventually I'll have them all.
0: <laughs> this is kind of the thing that's come up with looter shooters, um, and I've seen it quite a bit on Twitter, is is the the old level up multiple tunes for different specs? You know, kind of the, a little bit of a D and D. This is hardcore RPG mentality. Is it is it dated? Is it time to let go of that because people don't have the time to grind multiple characters? Find other ways to enrich um, class creation and customization.
2: Um, multiple tunes is a bit of a pain in the ballsack. <laughs> i meant uh warframe is a super grindy game i mean it is true mmo grindy let's i'm not gonna sugarcoat that crap but it's not super difficult it's not too hard to get a um, like once you have the right mods and stuff it's not too hard to take a frame and get it up to 30 pretty easily um i mean for example when i uh dropped my uh nidus frame uh down to uh Back down to level one, because I polarized the slot. If anyone plays Warframe, you know what that means. I threw Forma on the damn thing. Which I actually have to do again, because I don't have enough capacity to finish modding him the way I want him to. Um, <laughs> um, but I actually got him back to 30 in less than an hour. Uh, I went to a survival mission, uh, mm-hmm. banged it out, and you know got him back up there. So it does not Depending on how the game is set up, as long as it's not taking you, like, you know lots and lots of hours to do each specialization i mean a few hours is one thing um now uh, again there's a few frames that took me a little bit longer but for the most part uh, i think warframe has a pretty good setup with different types of things at least it's somewhat similar maybe not exact but since each frame is kind of individual specific for certain things um i think they have a good setup where it, it is grindy but it's grindy it's just grindy enough for people who want the grind, but it's not too grindy for the more casual person who just wants maybe a couple of frames, um, and you can get them all up there fairly easily. Once you, once you've gotten to a certain point in the game, to go back and level up other frames isn't too hard. Where in a game where you have to do multiple tunes and start from the beginning, where crap is weak and slowly do it, it makes it a little bit harder. Um, so if you can kind of like power level yourself, I guess is the best way I can say. Because I know where, to, like I said, I know where to go to level my own frame, so I can you know when I get a new one, I can get it up to thirty pretty quickly, and then you know, then I just throw my mods on and do what I need to do. Because sometimes you might have to level a single frame, at least in Warframe. You know, depending on what you're doing, you know, sometimes you gotta level it several times depending on how you're modding it out. Um, so if if it's gonna take you 10, 20 hours to level it, they know I'm gonna do that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that different games have different approaches to this. And you mentioned power leveling. Um, my more recent experience with Diablo three and and running in season 16, there's a couple of mistakes were made. I lost my my tune to permadeath, you know, due to technical issue, due to a sage issue. And uh, it was really cool being able to jump in with Remy and then he would power level me. I was, I was level 70 on my new Demon Hunter in a matter of 15 minutes. Oh, and um, cow. <clears throat> Yeah, level 70 and then we're, we're grinding in-game greater rifts, no problem. There's a lot of unique opportunity uh, for building around that type of answer to the problem. Do you want to have multiple tunes that are stuck with only one spec or do you want to just let them change between what they want to do? So I think this is an interesting approach for the Division as we only had extra tunes in Division One as pack mules. And they, they just held gear, yep. you know, <laughs> so kind of getting away from that, hopefully. Which is good. I remember um, the PSO days. Oh, uh, yeah, the PSO days. You just never had enough stash base either.
2: Yeah, they, well, there, there was stash base, plus each character could go to, like, level 200 or some shit. That took a long, um,
0: the, long yeah.
2: time. I don't Very think I don't think I got all the classes up to max. I, I said to hell with it. Like, this is good enough. <laughs> I like to play in this character. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I think I had, like, two. Things that- I had, like, two high-level characters. The rest were, like, just crap. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the PSO was a very unique, very unique grind, and when they when they updated it to 200, it was just another beast. It's like, where do you go to grind in this game to get the kind of experience you need to get? Well, that's a whole other episode.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: Fortunately, yeah. that's not what we're talking about here, and um, and I think this is a it's a bold choice, and I think it's a good choice. It all depends on how the end game is supported that and in pso's case it was not supported in game for making that grind worth it in my opinion um diablo it is worth it and they actually encourage you to do it destiny 2 uh it th- isn't offering it but people are incentivized to do it because they want to play the extra builds that they can and different characters yeah. and customization so
1: um i mean they have will be a, interesting they, they had an answer where um I think in Destiny 1, I don't remember if they did in Destiny 2, but you can have, it was an item that you can boost your your character to end game level, like a level 30. Yeah. But you only got one of them, so. Or you could, I think you can buy it with like their special credits too, right? Or at least
0: you could at one time. I still have mine. When I got Destiny 2, like the deluxe ed- edition or
1: something, it came with a free level up and I never used it.
0: I still have it just sitting there.
1: So, yeah, the, I mean, there's that answer, but still, what I started noticing is I got on my second character my Titan, and then I noticed that the planet had like different activities that I needed to complete and I wanted to clean it. I, I didn't, my OCD kicked in. I, I needed to, you know, make it sure <laughs> it was all complete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So
0: different uh, strokes for different folks. I think that's a, it was an interesting topic to kind of discuss between us as we've, we've all got this looter shooter experience going on and uh, it's really neat to see what new games coming out are trying to do to address old problems, new ideas, old problems. Uh, we also got some information on mods. Uh, there's going to be mods for skills, grenades, weapon attachments, tactical link group buffs, talents with armor kits, weapon bonuses for some gear, uh, signature ammo talent for you and your party. There's a lot of fun mod stuff going on. And if you got a chance to play the alpha, it's pretty exciting. Um, we've gotten rid of some mods, but we've added some other mods. we got old mods that went away and we got some new bots that came in. And the big thing has been, how is this going to affect our stash space? Again, we're going to see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, First run progression is faster due to the boost you're getting with your, your first run. But when you get to end game, it's going to be a focus on weekly and daily missions for, for the grind. So it's established, very established RPG route. But there is a very thick end game, And uh, we did get a little news about the raid. Do you guys know that there's Division 2 raids? What? what? Operation Dark Hours has a name. And its name is Operation Dark Hours. There you go. Boom. But we don't know anything about it yet. Fingers crossed. We're going to hear something soon. It's nice to see the Division 2 devs are what felt like a drought for a long time and getting information. As we've gotten finally this close over the past month, they are dropping info like crazy. It feels like every other day we're getting something that we didn't know before. And I like the stress. It's nice not to know what you're going to get and have to struggle to keep up. I and mean, that's a good feeling. You're doing something right. In other news, Nintendo Direct has some update type things going on.
1: What's going on in the world of Nintendo? Well, f- before we get there, a good old Reggie is uh, retiring from Nintendo of America.
2: Yeah, he's the, the president of uh, Nintendo of America, for those who don't know.
1: And it, and my body is not ready, no. Nope.
2: <laughs> Your body oh. isn't Reggie,
1: <laughs> and that too. Ah. My body isn't Reggie. But the funnier thing is that the um, person that's uh, you know, taking the replacing spot, him, replacing him. His last name is Bowser. Doug Bowser. Go. That's I, I thought that was funny. I don't know if how that yeah. happened, but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: For anybody who's played Mario, yes. Uh, that's, that's what we're, uh, we're, uh, They we're had here. to
0: know. They had to know that the community would absolutely love that.
2: Yeah. yeah. They had to know. J- just think about applying for a job at Nintendo and your last name is Bowser. How the hell could they not hire you? <laughs> yeah. And then you just work your way up. I mean, come on. Your last name is Bowser.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're shooing. <laughs> uh, but no, they had a uh, Nintendo Direct uh, last week um, on the 13th. Which I still haven't watched actually. it yet. Um, so I got a chance to watch it at work. Um, so I kind of hit somewhere and, you know, don't tell my people, <laughs> <at> work. <so. laughs> but they had a lot of good games. I think there was a, a, um, a handful of RPG titles that I, when I was watching it, I thought Silas might, uh, enjoy all of these games that are coming out and all of these are games are coming out this year. Everything that they listed out is this year.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna have to look, look into that, uh, look into that list a little bit more.
1: Yeah, some of the big titles that um, um folks might, might like like uh, is the Dragon Quest 11 Yeah, to the kinda, Switch.
2: Yeah, the other thing with that is right now I can get it on PC where it's super pretty for 30 bucks. <laughs> <That> <laughs> instead of true. waiting instead of waiting waiting to get it on Switch uh, for 60, but if I get it on Switch then it's all like super portable and shit. And I could play it at work. Man, yep. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do I do. Um, if- if you're a Fire Emblem fan, they're bringing out another one called uh, Fire Emblem Tree Houses. No, Three Houses. Yes. So there's three factions. And when you look at the video, it felt very Harry Potter-like.
2: Really? Say a Fire mm. But it's still, like, strategy RPG, like it's always been, right, though?
1: I think so. But, no, like, there there was a uh, a red faction, a blue faction, a yellow faction. They oh, just, okay, I gotcha. They, they you just kind of reminded me of uh, Harry Potter. You know, right, houses. right, with the
2: three <laughs> houses. Gotcha. Yeah. Understood.
1: Um, They are making uh, Super Mario Maker 2. So I that'll have that a, on...
2: That'll, that'll make a few GS members happy. <laughs>
1: Yes, so I got that on the Wii U. It's it's a lot of fun, and I know there's probably thousands of folks that have put in mad hours on just creating Mario levels. So they, I mean, they're adding so many of the new like graphics on the latest games, like the the Cat Mario game that mm-hmm. on the that was released. They're adding some of those features. Add, there's a lot of people that were happy. That that's the, that's the basic gist that I got from uh, Twitter.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
1: Uh, a few other games uh that got my attention um they're adding some uh DLC to Starlink so um yeah that'll be interesting oh activities for Silas <laughs> um another game that they were okay so we've talked about we've we've had our share of uh, discussion on battle royale right uh, the bad yep. and the good so mm-hmm. lately the apex legends has been good for me um but would you ever expect that Tetris would be a battle royale game they released I've heard something about
0: Tetris what what is going on with that people are playing Tetris like crazy
1: so on the day of the Nintendo direct they said free game Tetris 99 where you basically go in and every multiplayer tetris so you can actually stack up on a um, multiple people on one person and you just see all these gray blocks just showing up so a lot of people are playing the hell out of this game
2: i can see some broken switches right now <laughs>
1: just
2: saying uh. tetris on
1: steroids that's how it feels and i've watched several streams i haven't played it myself i need to download it but it's 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 more uh, exciting to get uh, you know first place on that that intense of a, I mean, yeah. people were losing to folks that had like their gamer tag was like, um, baby kitty something. I don't know. <laughs> or, or like something that would be an obvious of an, you know, older gamer. No. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought I was back funny. to
0: school on Tetris. They're like, this is my kind of battle. royale." Yeah, this game. is my Ooh. battle. Royale, so <laughs> I did see some clips of that uh, floating around the Twitterverse, and it does get sweaty. It's, you know, those blocks build and uh, sometimes only leave a very, very small gap. You got to wait for just the right piece. Uh, and it's going super, super fast. Like I've never seen Tetris like this. It is so cool. It makes me want to get it. Although I was never a Tetris fan.
1: You know what I would and like? This is to where see? I leave the podcast, right? Right. <laughs> you don't like Tetris? Get out of yeah. here. No, imagine like a a match with just like pro Tetris players.
0: Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah, it'd be really cool to see if this goes like pro.
1: Is this going to be part of the pro league? Is it going to develop its own league? They need to create private uh, rooms for that because right now it's just random, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if they do if it keeps going the way it is. But this game came out of nowhere, so it, it was a it was a happy it was a happy thing. People were happy with it. Um, if you guys remember from uh, last E three, I think they showed a uh, Damon Machina. Is that yeah Damon X
2: Machina? Yep. Yep. I'm downloading so, the demo right now.
1: That's right. So the demo is on the Nintendo e Shop right now. So if you guys yeah, are like interested, a,
2: it's, yeah, it's supposed to be like an alpha. An alpha version, though I think is what they said.
1: Yeah, that game looked pretty pretty interesting to me.
2: Yeah, I'm not usually real big on the whole big robot thing, but that actually looked pretty cool. So it's got to be a special that- kind of game to get me into the
1: giant robot shit. Yeah, and another game. This is, I think this is a new IP, Astral Chain. It's a uh, looks like a JRPG. It looked really pretty, so um, it it got. Um, it got my intention. So, I'm definitely going to see what what other information they bring out for this game. And cool. to finish it off, they are doing a brand, a remake of uh, another Legend of Zelda game, Link's Awakening. Oh. Ooh. And it looks really? so nice. Yes.
2: Wasn't that originally like on was- Game Boy or something?
1: Yep. It was on Game Boy.
2: Yeah, I say I remember playing it like a long, long time ago.
0: So we can hope for updated graphics at this point. Oh yeah, yep. yeah
2: it is. The uh, I watched the uh, trail. I was watching the trailer for it right before we started the cast. Um, yeah, they updated it to like I want to say. Not quite. Like past sixteen bit, but like not quite like, I don't know.
1: So it has that top down view, you know. You, like yeah, the, it's still got the, the old same, school view, but the graphics
2: yeah. are like really clean looking and three D ish. So maybe like, n sixty four well no passes it maybe like playstation i don't know so they definitely updated it. it's definitely not game boy no more that's for sure it's not monochrome uh flat <laughs> uh, it looked nice from what i saw so I'm like that that could be interesting i could see some people having some fun with that uh, kind of still have the nostalgia feels but you know a bit updated so your eyes aren't bleeding anymore <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, that's basically, those are the big uh, items that I noticed from the Nintendo Direct. Um, and again, all of these games are coming out this year.
2: I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to make sure I go and watch this whole thing. I, like I said, I like, quickly picked a couple of things and, and, and looked at it because uh, I just oh. haven't had time. But I definitely got to go back and, and watch. See, this is, this is the problem. I haven't had enough time.
0: We <laughs> would like to thank everyone who took the time to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to hear more, you can follow us on Twitter... At MLI Games for upcoming releases, as well as links to our previous shows on iTunes,
1: Google Play, and Podbean. We'll see you in two weeks. I'll be honest; I have no experience with Age of Empires, and you don't have a spot on this cast anymore. Bye, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs>
0: There's the door.